0: Bart's FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Distractions and Ambushes to Silence. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Tuesday, July 18th in the year 2023. There's a lot going on in the world, but we're beginning to see some of the general concerns and focuses of the deep state. And amongst that is one of the greatest crimes still being hidden, and unfortunately, the American public is falling for the bait, and we know what that is, and that's the crimes against children, which is the greatest crime in kingdom. Much of what we're witnessing right now are distractions, and with that come ambushes, and ambushes are the type that draw us away from the primary focus of where we need to be. So we're going to dig into all of that tonight and to kind of give a perspective on the type of tactics that are in play as we go ahead in this information war to try to reclaim our nation and our sovereignty. One thing right now to be very clear on is air quality in your home is absolutely critical for your health. And in a time when we still remain very vigilant with the environment and the attacks on us in our environment, whether it be COVID or whether it be things like the shot, the bioweapon, we need to be vigilant in also making sure that our air we breathe is as clean as possible. Our homes are our sanctuaries. The product that's put out by Cleanse called EK Pure is an air home air purification system, and it's fantastic. It uses a industrial quality, hospital quality HEPA filter along with a mineral filter, and this patented technologies have actually been recognized by the Department of Defense to clean and purify the air on Navy ships. This whole process allows for the extraction of viruses, allergens, chemicals, odors, everything in the environment that would cause you irritation. And it's all American-made and American quality. So I'd really encourage you to head on over to EKPure, EKPure.com, EKPure.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to get 10% off and a free health or air quality monitor, which gives you the verification of everything they say. This is a fantastic product. I have it running now. I have it running all the time in the studio. It makes an absolute difference in the air quality and what we breathe. And it's amazing how much particulates are in the air. So, again, head on over to ekpure.com, ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Get 10% off and get a free air quality monitor. This is one of these purchases that is absolutely one of the great ones you'll do to improve the lifestyle in your home. Well, Patriots, I want to begin kind of where we're going to end tonight, which is perhaps a little different in looking at things. But I want you to hear this short perspective piece, which I think sums up a great deal of where we are right at this moment.
1: God often separates us from certain people, places, or situations before taking us to the next level in our lives. This separation is a divine process that serves a purpose in our spiritual growth and preparation. Firstly, God separates us to protect us from negative influences or distractions that can hinder our progress. Sometimes, certain relationships or environments can hold us back or lead us astray from God's purposes for our lives. By separating us, God creates a space for us to focus on Him, grow spiritually, and avoid potential pitfalls. Secondly, separation allows us to develop a deeper dependency on God. When we are detached from familiar surroundings or relationships, we are compelled to rely on God more fully. It is in these seasons of separation that we learn to trust Him completely, seek His guidance, and deepen our intimacy with Him. Furthermore, separation is often a part of God's refining process. Just as gold is purified through fire, God refines our character, strengthens our faith, and molds us into vessels fit for His purposes separation may involve challenges trials and discomfort but it ultimately leads to growth and transformation lastly God separates us to align us with his divine timing and positioning he knows the perfect season for us to step into the next level of his plan the separation allows him to prepare us equip us and orchestrate circumstances in accordance with his greater purpose in all of this we can find comfort and assurance that God's separation is not abandonment, but a strategic step towards our advancement. It requires trust, patience, and surrender to His will. As we embrace the process of separation, we can rest assured that God is working all things together for our good and leading us towards a greater purpose and destiny.
0: Patriots, the one thing that we can say pretty honestly in the last three years in particular, is we have seen an increasing amount of that separation occur by virtue of the COVID con and various other aspects of that craziness. And unfortunately, that's left some pretty deep rifts in our nation, rifts that they're now trying to exploit even more to keep us apart. In the body of Christ, we are one body, not multiple, and we are one body under God, but that doesn't mean we all think the same and it also doesn't mean we're going to see the world the same way the idea of that perfect that perfect quilt that perfect collage of of what god created is that together we're able to see the world for its many colors and many facets and ultimately be able to work together to come to greater accomplishments and greater conclusions greater understandings and greater solutions to a challenging world the enemy knows that and the enemy works overtime in keeping us divided and right now as I've witnessed myself, and I've had many people share this with me, the attacks are increasing, and they are increasing to try to distract and to ambush in ways that are very vulnerable to many. Here's what we kind of see right now. We're all passionate about our country. We're passionate about seeing this, these things resolve. We would like to see these events end quickly to get us back to some sort of normalcy, whatever that looks like. And I think that to a certain degree, everybody is hanging on to an image of what was to try to predict what the next steps will be. Regardless of what happens, we're never going back. We're now stepping into something bigger and greater, and those doors are beginning to open if we're following that path of God, and the doors of the, of the ambush and traps are opening just as fast to draw you away. So where I want to begin with this tonight is just a discussion where so many things are heading, which is literally the discussion of currency. Now, currency is one of these things that's complicated, and this is not an easy discussion here. It deals with a lot of details on ETFs and BlackRock and this coming digital economy. But I want you to hear a perspective here that I think is pretty grounded on the sort of challenges or sort of changes that are going on behind the scenes that no one is paying attention to. So here we go
2: billionaires selling off their stocks there's been a lot of articles in zero hedge and even mainstream a lot of my clients and saying hey why are they selling off their stocks because we are in my humble opinion walking into some of the greatest wealth transfer and I've been speaking about this for quite a few years not financial advice you know why we all have to say that BlackRock is actually going to get their ETF approved people say oh no they won't they haven't approved it they will it's BlackRock they're gonna get their ETF approved and here's the thing that you have to understand this has been part of the process, right? Like the reason XRP took so long is it was all part of their plan. So when they do actually transfers, it costs maybe two cents to do a transfer. They're going to charge you maybe $10. All of us that have been in the space for a while, we understand this very well. So the ETFs, once it gets approved, then all of a sudden you've got trillions of dollars flowing in because now everybody's perception is going to be, oh, this is safe, I can have an ETF. You know, there's the, the general institutions are selling it. It's safe, let's go. But it's at that point where you're going to see the biggest wealth transfer ever. So the people that have actually been understanding and have their tokens or they're understanding the blockchain and what it can do in transmission, it's not going away. It is not going away. That's where the biggest wealth transfer is going to come because here you have to understand there are founders, which were people that got into cryptocurrency probably when, like, what it was 2010. Then you have early adopters, people say, This is kind of cool. They take a risk. You know, why do you think they've been trying to get rid of all the exchanges? And they take a risk. And then BlackRock's ETF and all the other ETFs that are being approved, they're approved in many other countries already. Australia had one, Canada had one. Um, this is then what happens now the mass adoption comes in and when mass adoption happens that's where there is this great wealth transfer a lot of people think the great wealth transfer is just all these people that have money in the stock market it's going to be transferred down to their children and I don't believe that because if they're going to start to erode right The US dollar is coming to an end as we know it we can see that all these other currencies countries are broke things are going to shift so this is the next part of their plan and you know why would you not know that they're trying to sink the exchanges and they want everybody to think it's bad it's not going anywhere it is the future i know energetically i'm just telling you an energetic perspective and i like to watch the analytics behind it as well and i like to study it and learn and i think it's you have to do that this is a problem why people miss the boat on many opportunities is because they don't learn they don't take the time they just go mainstream it's bad take some time because this will be the biggest wealth transfer ever in my humble opinion on august 13th i'm doing a soul sunday it's a donation only event the links in the bio it's called the financial reset i talk about the energy of money the things i've learned around cryptocurrency and why and get more into depth you get a replay but you got to learn you got to educate and you got to start asking why you want to know more about what's going on
0: all right, so what is an ETF? An ETF is an exchange-traded fund. And Essentially, what this is, is this is the consolidation of the stock markets into a single holding by a corporation. BlackRock owns so many pieces and companies that what will eventually happen is that people will not be buying a stock in a company, but they'll be buying a share in BlackRock's ETF. Now, why do I bring this up as we talk about distractions? Because this is a major shift, and it's going to divide humanity, and right down the middle. In order to portray ex- in an ETF, you're going to be in a digital economy. And this is going to be part and parcel with the digital currencies. And so this will be tied to CBDCs, it'll be tied to FedNow, and all the trades will happen under one company. This is how you get rid of a country. You turn it into a corporatocracy because the economics are now managed by one, com- one company, which in this case would be BlackRock, and which will be the, probably the largest of the ETFs, and people will own a share. On the other side, we have this growing path, this path of awakening of our sovereignty, of our awareness of what we are in kingdom, and it's taking us in the opposite direction. That would be Jeremiah 6.16, seek the ancient paths. And we're right at this juncture. But it's difficult to see God's path as he begins to unfold it because we are so accustomed to looking at the material path, which is happening all around us. And so to keep this, to keep these things, these obscured, especially ETFs in the digital economy, there has to be a lot of other things going on. And those are the sorts of eruptions that we're seeing right now across the spectrum of things. Obviously, what's big in the news right now is the new indictments of President Trump. Now, I don't know how much of this, where we sit or where he sits with ETFs. I don't know where he sits with with the, this new digital currency. He's not spoken to any of that. But what he what we do have evidence of is he's taking a base of people that are loyal to him, and instead of having eyes on critical problems like child sex trafficking and the change of currency, which are going to be fundamental and getting hold of those two to break away, our eyes are being cast to another indictment on President Trump. Tucker's got something
1: here. But because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan and every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that. And it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot at becoming president who dissents from Washington's long-standing pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime. Well, this is the problem with
0: all of these arguments, and I don't disagree with Tucker at all here, but the problem that we have with all of these arguments is that they get to a place where they, they are reinforcing or trying to reinforce this idea that somehow, Somehow, politics are going to work. We can't fix this system through the political circus that's been established. And that should be evident to everybody right now. And yet part of this game that's going on, and I don't know whether it's because people just really want to believe that the system can be repaired or whether they they are too afraid to look at what happens if it fails. But this rhetoric that's going on is constantly giving you this this deluge of information that somehow we're going to have a 2024 election. And the 2024 election keeps people so busy that we literally are being pulled away from where God needs us to be. Now consider yourself in this whole perspective of where you've been over the last three years. And all of us, in one way or another, have become increasingly isolated from the world and focused more and more on our circle where God wants us to be. But things are changing because we're being thrust now into the world to interact. And we're doing so not as worshipers of Jesus. We're doing so as children of the Most High. This last three years was not done accidentally. And it wasn't just random that you ended up having to be separated from friends and family, a job, etc. You may look at it like that. But the fact is that you were part of a threshing. You made choices that not everybody made. And in doing so we pivoted into another group of people. We can call ourselves a remnant, Bard's nation, you can just call yourself a follower of Jesus. But the idea has been that we've broken a lot from the tradition the conventions of churches. We've stepped into a greater awakening into our powers and authorities that are given to us by Christ and we're walking a different path now. But that path doesn't exclude us in this moment in time, it's not telling us that we can't participate or shouldn't. In fact, our role should be advising nations and nations' leaders. And so it's very important to appreciate what has happened here and what gift God has given us, but also how vulnerable this moment is if we're not aware of it. As these things start to fall down and and they're coming hard and fast, they're changing the stock market, they're they're going to get rid of Wall Street, there's going to be Verbal wars over all of that. They're moving in a digital currency. There's a competition to consolidate access with a CBDC and make it so that only a few com- companies control it. And then there's alternatives that they're trying to squash out, whether it's Monero, which is a privacy coin, or it's something like XRP and Ripple. They're all trying to take this, these technologies and control them or get them isolated. And they're doing it on purpose because it's part of the chaos, but it's also part of limiting the ability people's ability to function separate from them. And this war is only going to accelerate. It's not going to get less. These are very interesting times. And we also know from what has happened today that there is a push now to remove President Trump from all 50 states on the ballot and use that impetus as the new charges that they're putting against him from J6 committee. This is a game that's ongoing that's keeping everybody at loss and confused and angry and divided. But the fact of the matter is that if we really position ourselves where God wants us to be, which is the children of the Most High, it doesn't matter about politics. What matters are the authorities that we are given, and we walk as sovereigns in this world. Now, just to tease up something that's very important to this discussion, but you won't get it until tomorrow night, Tomorrow night, you're going to hear an interview with Jaron Jackson. Now, he is a retired captain from West Point. He's did two tours in Afghanistan. He is a true man of Jesus, and he is a common law subject matter expert like I have never encountered before. Not only is he coming on tomorrow night, but we're going to be having a special training session with him for Bards Nation, which will be a donation-based event that will be on July 30th, Sunday. July 30th, and that will be from 2 p.m. Pacific to 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, uh, two, three hours. Yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a three-hour block of him teaching common law. And the more you understand what he's teaching and what I'm talking about here, you start to realize what God's doing. This is how God works. God does not throw his plan out there for everybody to see. This is what they do. They have to telegraph their plan because they have to get us in agreement with it so they can get the authority to move forward. And we keep forgetting that. These people have no authority unless we give it to them. So they play the political games. They keep you distracted. They tell you well in advance what they're doing. And if they're not telling you and they're doing it, they're preparing at some point to create a situation where you'll comply to their will by virtue of fear and panic and the agreement that there's only one way forward before you have an ability to think it through and work it through. So we're watching the plan of God unfolding before us, but the question and the word that comes down to so many things, which has literally become my word for the week, which is abide. And it's difficult to abide when so much chaos is going around us and how much we have to keep our eyes focused truly on the right things. Now, One of those things that we should be focused on is the children. But consider where we were last week and where we are this week. Over the weekend, there was a massive hit done on Robert Kennedy Jr. on a comment about Askenazi Jews. And this has spun everything up. I mean, we've got 3,000 media articles globally that have been hit. And the entire liberal base has shifted from the beginning of an awareness awakening towards children being trafficked back to, wait a minute, our media is not treating us right, and they're not treating him right, or a panic that somehow Robert Kennedy Jr. is now not against the Jews, which is completely ridiculous. The whole thing is so stupid, it's hard to even digest. But people are being manipulated, and they're being ambushed. So consider what happens in an an ambush, in in the fifth-generation warfare. When you get ambushed, the first thing you do is you dig in to start researching. You start digging in hard and you start to move this way and that way and pretty soon your eyes leave where your eyes need to be we're no longer abiding in god we're we're chasing our fears and our panics and our and our what's going on and we're following rabbit holes that they're setting for us to dig into which takes us far away from our father that's part of a successful ambush and it's getting to be a place where we if we don't start being aware of it we're going to be sucked down. Now, interestingly, this is a piece we are starting to see a slow awakening of our churches, surprisingly. Take a listen to this piece. I never heard of the
3: Johnson Amendment until guess who brought it to my attention? His name is Donald Trump. Now, think about this a thrice married, philandering real estate developer, billionaire from New York City, okay? He's the one that brings the concept of the Johnson Amendment to the ding-dong evangelicals, of which I am a card-carrying member, and says, oh, you, by the way, you just accepted this idea that we're you're not supposed to be political, you yeah. know. Where did that come from? It did not come from the scripture. It did not come from the constitution. It right. came from something that was passed by a corrupt <laughs> democratic Talk about politico in the middle of the 1950s because he did not like What churches were saying about him Or whatever it was And it's mind-blowing to think That the church let that happen And not just let it happen But so imbibed it That we ourselves acted like Well, yeah, I guess that's right We didn't didn't even know where it came from You know, we know where Roe v. Wade came from We know the date And we know that needs to be overturned But the Johnson Amendment We just kind of went along with it And kind of it became part of our ethos as a church that we we don't go there. And you think, wow, we've participated in our own marginalization.
0: And that's an absolute truth. The churches willfully marginalize themselves. And that's the key of this entire movement that's moving against humanity. And this is why I, I really push back so much on political parties. Besides the fact they're all, it's the unit party. But the problem is people within the parties it, they are holding on to this because to take it away takes away an identity. And this is where they play the rift even better because one has to say that oh, I'm a Trump supporter and then immediately the Democrats have to say, well, I hate you and I'm a, i am we will just say for this sake, a Robert Kennedy Jr. supporter and they don't want to look at each other and they want to throw stones at each other. I'm not saying that there aren't some differences between those two candidates, but I am going to tell you this. Those two candidates are speaking truth more than anybody else. And the problem is in this divisive world that we're in, people are looking at each other rather than looking at the common enemy. The common enemy is trying to hide something that should be evident by everybody. They go after Robert Kennedy Jr. And they're going after president Donald J. Trump at the same time. What are they trying to hide? What is it that's coming that they don't want you to see? Well, one thing we absolutely know is this whole idea that their truth of who they are is starting to be revealed and they don't want you to be aware of it. Ironically, Disney's probably doing more to tell children the truth, but instead of thus realizing what's being told, we just see this as entertainment and they see it as conditional programming. Take a listen to this.
4: So you know how they say a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, this one here really is. And this is something that I want to bring to your attention, parents, in case you see this new cartoon, this Disney cartoon, on your kids' TV screens or iPad screens, whatever screen it may be. It's a new Disney cartoon being featured on Disney+. Plus. It's called Praise Petey. Now, Petey is a young girl that inherits her father's cult in this world, this new world called the New Utopia. Now, in this cult, it features elites performing sadistic rituals like human sacrifice, and it even features these elites drinking blood. It's pretty freaking weird. What's even more weird is that Disney is saying this cartoon is geared towards adults, but it's a cartoon, and it's on Disney. I want you guys to see a clip for yourself right here so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. It's morning again. The sun is shining. The goats are screaming. (laughs) And I'm still here, despite the fact that
2: last night I witnessed someone get ritualistically murdered by my dad's cult that I just inherited.
4: Oh, here we go. What the... Ah! I'm Petey. I had it all. Mother!
3: Here. What's this? It's a message from your father. It's me, your father! The community of New Utopia is all yours. I
2: just needed to figure out my place in my dead dad's weird town.
4: Uh, I'm walking here. The great daughter, she's arrived!
2: Welcome to New Utopia.
4: I'm new to this being the cult leader thing. Thank you. But I was excited to get to work. Do you need this hammer?
5: Yeah, just put it between my pecs.
2: Doing okay. Nah, no, we're starving.
5: <laughs> you being here means the prophecy of the great daughter's return is fulfilled. I'll
2: make new utopia normal. No more human sacrifice.
1: <laughs> I, what Surprise!
2: I have a vision for new utopia and it is Everyone is happy they have someone to mindlessly follow.
4: I love the leader, and the comet is coming! Ha, you blinked. We need you here so the comet will return. Oh, God. It's a space cult? Of course. Boomers love space. Well, folks, there you have it. And I have to say, I agree with Charlie Kirk on this one because even he chimed in and said this. Just a new Disney-backed show on Hulu about a girl who inherits a human-sacrificing, blood-drinking cult with an all-seeing eye logo. When I say demons prowl the streets of Hollywood, it's because they do.
0: What are they trying to hide, right? It's right in our face. It's right there. And as they put this out for kids and parents allow their children to watch it, all this does is get children interested and conditioned to accept things through a joyful Disney layout. That's all we're seeing. So as we continue to watch this, these times and you're watching all of these distractions, they're keeping us away as much as they can from the topics that are central to the in kingdom, to abiding. Obviously, top on that list is children. Now consider that, Sound of Freedom is like one of the top films in the nation right now. You don't hear that in any news source. We know that. But they couldn't get it out of the media. They couldn't even get it out of the out of Patriot or alternative media. But they did last weekend. And they have continued to today. They did it with two hits on two candidates, Robert Kennedy Jr. and President Donald J. Trump. Both of them hit hard by this government with the antics going on on both sides to confuse the aisles. This is the one of them that just absolutely stuns me, that it's not being recognized, and yet this just tells you how confused things are. House, this is the headline in Zero Hedge. House Republicans reject Democrat, Democratic pressure to disinvite, disinvite RFK Jr. from testifying on censorship. Remember, Robert Kennedy Jr. has sued the Biden administration for censorship. So now, as we're watching the Uniparty do its great thing, the Republicans are jumping over to defend Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We're trying to position them in this whole play to be the heroes of the day. But even then, the comments, when you follow down on some of the comments that are ma- be made by Jordan, Representative or Representative Jordan, it's this. I totally disagree with what he said, but he's a Democrat. I disagree with other things he said, too, but we're having him because of censorship. No, what they're doing is they're trying to destroy this candidate with a political assassination like they're trying to do with President Trump. I mean, even some of the conversations that are going around this bit with President Trump and what it means is telling you the truth of where they, where, what they believe this will actually do for them. They understand very well that in this fight that we're in, that if they can draw this out long enough, then what they can accomplish is to get people to hear that President Trump had court hearings, even if he runs, and that it will be so severe and so bad for them that they will, that he'll have no opportunity to succeed in, in the race because people won't forget the fact that he apparently was indicted or arrested or he's a criminal, all of these ridiculous things. I mean, take a listen to this right here.
5: Man, so you don't have to
1: wait for a conviction. Jonathan, outside the direct realm of law, I mean, to some extent, aren't all these cases going to be determined on Election Day? That is, if Trump gets to Election Day. I mean, to some extent, the jury here is going to be
5: the people, the voting public of the United States. I think that that's the interesting thing about this election, is that these cases are going to have the largest jury in history. Mm -hmm. The American people are likely to vote on what they think about these cases, and the polls indicate that they view these cases as political. And that's surprising to me. You know, Mar-a-Lago is a fairly conventional case, Uh, and there's arguments on both sides, but the public still views this as a pylon, that these are really political prosecutions. And there may be, what, one more coming in Atlanta? That's right. So you could end up having four indictments, uh, and those state indictments are not subject to the pardon power. Uh, of course, they could be pardoned in a given state. I wouldn't count on that in New York. Well, I'll tell you, um, one thing Trump
1: said today is, right, we've never seen anything like this, not even close. Would you agree with that? No, John? we have not. I mean, <laughs> that's really what I absolutely would agree that. <laughs> know, okay. Well, as always, sir, thank you for helping us.
0: So here's the thing that they're playing this card, and this is all fifth-gen warfare stuff. And all this is is trying to destroy the character of a a person so severely that then when they take it to the polls and they've already got the system rigged, they've already prepped for the loss of President Trump and the loss of Robert Kennedy Jr. in whatever capacity, whether it's the party level or national level, and all they have to do is point back to these things. They've set the condition. The people that can make the difference is us, but a lot of that is to take your eyes off of the stupid clown show, off of this stupid clown show. And that's where people are getting pulled away. If we're walking along this path and really putting our eyes on where God needs us to put them, and I'm speaking very boldly and as if, and really where all of us should be. And I realize that's a bold statement because people are going to say, well, I wasn't called to do that. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you where I know God wants us to be on this, at least the majority of us. Because ultimately our mission has always been about one thing, saving the children. We need to rescue, heal, and restore the children. And when we get to that node right there, and we focus on that exclusively, it changes everything in our nation. Yes, we're worried about homelessness, but if you're going to be worried about homelessness and you're down here trying to rescue, save, heal, and, pres- and restore the children, guess what? You're going to get into the homeless problem. If you're worried about drugs and you're following the path of children, you're going to get into that issue of rescue, healing, and restoring the children. Everything leads to that node, and it's the one node they want us completely off of. And with that, it doesn't really matter what they do with the economy, because as we start to work together on that one network of problem sets, we find that we work together better. We're not going to put up with their garbage. When we overlay that with the other things that God is bringing us, like a greater knowledge, and which is I'm bringing as fast as I can to Bard's Nation, this idea of common law, we start to realize something. We are going to be operating as the sovereigns of this world, and we don't need them. So all of this said is important because there's so many distractions right now going on, and they're intended to try to get at the core of what people are most worried about. Take a listen to this headline here, Biden abolishes popular tax break for many retirement savers. Ooh, suddenly there's this panic going on in people. The money that I've saved, and it ties you back into the Tower of Babylon. If you just let it go and turn to Father God and it's like, what do you want me to do? He will provide all things. But that step is a completely different step than most people are accustomed to. We're not accustomed to trusting truly in God to provide. We'd like to say we are, but we're actually not. And by doing that, abiding in Him, we are led to the things that we need. But this is the constant churning and the constant churning. And of course, they're not going to stop with their attacks on sound of freedom. In fact, the guy, that one of the film critics for Bloomberg that went after Sound of Freedom is himself a spokesman for Minor Attracted Person Advocacy Group. But they're hiding in the, in the shadows of political parties. And so you'll say that when we start to listen to points of view, we'll say, oh, he's liberal. Oh, he's Democrat. Those are all false divisions. Look, at the core of this, we have one thing in mind, and I don't care whether you're in the UK or whether you're in Japan or whether you are in South Africa or whether you're here in the United States. We're trying to bring our countries back in control of the people. That doesn't mean we are all going to get our own way, and it doesn't mean we all have the exact right answers. In fact, I'd argue we don't have many at all. God can guide us, but at a certain point in this path, We have to make a decision of coming together to solve some of these problems together. And why that's important to understand is that God isn't going to tell us to do every single thing. We're abiding in his direction, but part of us working out problems together is growing and being refined in the body of Christ. That's part of the challenge here. If we go with the principle that God's going to tell me exactly what to do versus abiding in him, which is very different, and you sit and wait there'd be really no function for us being here. We would only be atomic robots walking around here, basically just repeating verbatim, God told me this, God told me this, I have no other thing. But if we're abiding in him and we're walking in the path and direction we are, we are also interacting in the world. We're having to learn to trust. We're having to learn to build bridges. We're gonna be pushed to places that we're uncomfortable going. And in the process where things are going to be revealed and the whole idea is to heal to rescue, to heal, and to restore. That's not just children. That's all of us. Our mission's great on this, on this time in this place. It's no longer a place of being isolated. However, that said, we have to be prepared now to step into the world. And that's where this is going to get a little dicey because I'll tell you, the devil's waiting. And he's been waiting for this moment for a long time. And the devil's waiting with the sort of attractions that he doesn't have to do anything evil. All he has to do is throw out carrot after carrot after carrot. And we start to get drawn this way and that way. And we start to find ourselves being interested in doing this and interested in doing that and pulled by our heart to do one thing and pulled by our heart to do another. Because in the whole process, what we're not doing is turning first to God and saying, where do you want me? And that's where discernment comes in. So let me just give you point out something here, and I think it's uh, it's right on line with this. I've had a number of people reach out to me and point to organizations that are out here talking about what they're doing in terms of child sex trafficking and the money they're raising and the efforts that they're doing. And this is my question, and this really falls with where God placed me on this path. Because he made it very clear that there was to be no money raising right now as we go through Operation Vineyard because we need to get clarified really where we are in this moment in time to understand where he needs us and refine our walk within him. So the question I ask, which is a very obvious one, is, okay, I'm happy all these people are out here doing good things for children. I think that's fantastic. But I think we can all be honest of why they're suddenly surfacing. And it's not the right motive. I get it things take money to, to, to run, and people have become dependent on the money that they raise. But I don't know how many of these organizations turn to Father God and say, I'll trust in you to provide. But what I do know is since the sound of freedom got big and since there's been a tremendous amount of notoriety on the Project Underground and, and these others, other groups, and I'm not going to vouch for any of them, because I don't have any idea whether these are good or bad. I have some ideas, that that probably some that are worse than others. But it's amazing how many have suddenly come out of the woodwork to say, talk about what they're doing and the money they're raising. And my question is, where were you five weeks ago? Where were you eight months ago? Why suddenly now? And, of course, what you'll hear is something like, well, now people want to hear it. And I'm going to say that's not true. This is an opportunity is what you're taking advantage of, trying to jump on board a momentum of what has to do with a God-level event of waking people's hearts. And that's where it comes down to it is are we sovereign or are we slaves? That's a very simple question to ask yourself. And if we're going to be slaves, then we're always going to be doling out our money and advocating our responsibility to someone else. That's what's great about these organizations out here is you can feel good. And, People aren't going to like to hear this. that are trying to raise money. And I'm going to be like, that's too bad. The fact is, when you make your primary mission, as some are doing, in raising money for a big overhead, what you're doing is you're playing on people's senses of their heart and their emotions more than anything to give them an idea that they can help by not doing anything. They can just give a few dollars and everything feels get better. Americans are wonderful at doing this, in fact. We give more than any other nation in the world. But that's not a good reflection of intent and where our heart is, or what God wants us to do. Operation Vineyard is very interesting because it's going to be ultimately driven by each individual's desire and passion of where God puts him, puts them, and we're going to have to work together, but individually as well. That's abiding in Him. So I bring all this to to the surface tonight because there has been so much distraction, and with these so many ambushes that we're watching movement's getting fragmented. We're watching focuses getting dissolved and people are getting frustrated. They feel like they can't control anything when in fact we have control over everything. Our main problem is that we're starting to get wrapped up into the divisiveness of politics. We're starting to once again look across the aisles and see enemies rather than people. We're starting to hear messages, then framing them in terms of political narratives and political shaping that often don't have anything to do with the candidate themselves. That gives us blindness, not clarity. And as we continue to move forward here, if we don't get hold of this, we're going to lose opportunities. We're in an opportunity window right now, or we can lose it all. And that opportunity window is going to be based on us stepping away from this political game, stepping away from the noise and confusion. Of what's going on on Capitol Hill and what's going on in these other domains. Holding fast to our trust in Father, listening closely to where He wants us to walk, learning as much as we can about the things in the directions He's asking us to move, doing our base preparations like we all need to do, basically filling the silos like Joseph. But we're getting, we're being moved in that direction. And so, kind of back to what I said earlier, it's amazing that. The week before Operation Vineyard was put on my heart is when I was introduced to Jaron Jackson. And now he's on the show. We planned a time already now he's going to be training. And I will tell you today, the one-hour interview and and the two other hours I've spent with him in telephone conversations have completely opened my eyes and just humbled me before the throne because I understood now what that was all about. This is how God reveals his plans. We abide in him. And he's not gonna broadcast them to the enemy. He's gonna get us to the place where we're ready and then he's gonna open those doors. And then as we step into those doors, more is revealed and more is shown and we begin to anchor into the powers he gives us, the authorities we get. And from there, each step of the way, we gain more authority, we gain back more, more control over our environment and our world and we are walking more and more as the children of the Most High. This has nothing right now to do with politics. That's the greatest lie going, and it doesn't have anything to do with a specific candidate because in in truth, it doesn't matter whether it's Biden, whether it's Obama, whether it's Trump, or whether it's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The fact of the matter is our mission does not change. Under kingdom, our mission does not change, and when we take that mission down to the most critical node the kingdom has put before us because God has pointed it out as a commission, which is... Rescue, heal, and restore the children. I don't care who's in presidency. that My mission doesn't change. Now, I do care maybe who I vote for, but we also know the system's broken. And to be able to restore the authority on this land is not going to come through a, a rigged voting system. It's going to come through us with kingdom authority and knowing how to implement that kingdom authority here on earth. We've got a great walk ahead. Do not get discouraged. Don't be overwhelmed. Praise the Lord for all that we've done and what he's done to shape us in this time. And be ready because things are ramping up and we are going back into the world. But this time as the children of the Most High. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are blessed to be here in this time and truly humbled by all that we are being brought We're open to and exposed to and the doors that are opening before us. So, Father, we just pray tonight that people will abide in you. And this is a very difficult place for many because it's such a difficult place in a world where we don't abide much at all. So, Father, we just ask that people will take this to the throne, to turn to you, to pray into you, to look to Jesus and look at the example of abiding. And to truly understand that in this walk, in each step, we're walking together, not walking ahead and waiting for you to catch up or somehow being given directions and we can go out on our own, but that you're literally sharing in every moment of our life and every moment that we exist. If we open that door and invite you in, you shall take a seat at the table and we shall walk together. So Father, we just pray that people will open their hearts and their lives to that to abide in you, and as we move forward, to watch how magnificent of a plan we see unfold. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's really amazing, when we look across this country, and I just think in terms of Bard's nation, I think in terms of all that we're doing, and it reminds me of a comment that was made today earlier in Bard's, or in Bended Knee chat, And it was somebody that had acknowledged the fact that prayers, it was a really big prayer moment. In fact, I'm going to read it because I thought it was really a great insight to what I'm going to say here. And this came from Junie By 81 or Junie Bird 81, excuse me. This is what it said. I asked a couple of weeks ago for prayers. I had someone bring to my attention that my school board in our district was up for vote this November. I definitely felt that this was God bringing it to me, so I applied, and was going to run against one person. My prayer was that God opened the door completely, if that is what He wanted me to do. And I found out the other person had dropped out. So, coming this November, I will be on our school board. A fearing, a God-fearing Christian. From Junie Bird, eighty-one. This is happening everywhere, and this is abiding in him, and the more we abide in him, he positions us each as we need to be. Now, when I see this, and I know the many other things going on and the sorts of issues we're working on here with Operation Vineyard, what I'm seeing is something really profound. I'm seeing an ambush coming of a magnitude the enemies never imagined, I'm seeing an ambush coming that will be so profound that suddenly when people turn around, they will, all they'll see is the word of God everywhere, and they won't know what to do. Their arrogance is leading them to believe that their top commander, the Biden dude, is literally the one that's going to lead them to their hope and destiny. And they believe in their ravaging of the, of the whole family structure that they're going to win. But as we abide in him and where we're leading, he's setting up the master amp counter move, this master plan to take back the earth, and, but it takes us to abide in him. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ, occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
5: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend,